Welcome to Zoni Living. Do you have unexplained phobias, nightmares, or anxiety? Do you experience deja vu where you feel like you've been somewhere before, or perhaps you've met someone for the first time and instantly you feel like you already know that person? Hypnotherapists believe much of what we don't understand about our lives, emotions, fears, patterns, even pain, can be explained, dealt with, or cleared by recovering memories from previous lives. Exploring these lives can be done through past life regression therapy. We have a captivating show today. Clinical hypnotherapist and longtime registered nurse Rosemary Powell is with us. She's the founder of Joyful Life Hypnotherapy. She's had great success helping people remember or discover who they were and what has happened to them. Many say this knowledge is beneficial for us in this life. Rosemary is joining us now through Zoom from Tehachapi, California. There she is. Hi, Rosemary. For having me today. Oh, you look so springy, and it's so great to have you here. We also have in the studio with us a longtime Arizona broadcaster, Robin Cote. Robin has been in film and radio since she was 11 years old and began working in television and the music industry as a teenager. Robin has been a creative force in the world of music, sports, and entertainment. She's had a rich and varied career in this life and a fascinating history in past lives. Robin, thank you for joining us. Good to be with you, Bonnie, especially on this side. Well, yes, usually you're- I'm sitting over there. You're in charge of the studio and the sound, and, and it, it's very much fun having you here sit with me. Good to be here. Rosemary, let's, let's talk about many people believe past lives explain what we can't explain. And you had talked about a boy, uh, you brought up the story that, that I believe is pretty well known, uh, a young boy's name was Christine Hopped. Um, he's 14 now, or at least a teenager. His parents and others are convinced he is the reincarnated spirit of New York Yankees baseball great Lou Gehrig. And the facts seem to be very convincing. Yes, and this is all documented in his mother, the author's book, The Boy Who Knew Too Much. It would be pretty unnerving to us as a mother to have our two-year-old come up and say, um, I used to be a tall baseball player. Uh, yeah. And, and Christian began revealing to his parents. At first, his father was very skeptical. And his mother was just kind of humoring him as he would ask to co-play baseball many times a day. If she had one moment, he wanted to pitch to her. Wow. And, and then as things evolved, she was told to believe him by a psychologist, and she took him to Yankee Stadium. As he walked into the stadium, he pointed to a picture of the team where, where um, Babe Ruth was on there. He pointed to Babe Ruth and he said, he was mean to me. Oh, no. <laughs> and then only discovering that they had a long-time rivalry. So as time went by, he pointed to the other picture, the man, Lou Gehrig. And he said, that's me, mama. Wow. And then he even knew other players that played on the team with Lou Gehrig by name as just barely a little boy under the age of 10. So 
he was a prodigy. He played amazingly with talents that he came with from when he was a toddler, pitching like a pro. The part I think is very fun is when she sh- the mother shows him a picture of Lou Gehrig as a child with his mother and father. And she says, who's this? And she points to Lou Gehrig's mother. And he gave her the correct name that his mother would have been back there in the 1920s. Wow. Without knowing any history. But then he said, and that's me, mommy, pointing to the (laughs) child. And then pointed to the mother and said, and that's you, mom. Wow. Chills. And, and, and she was the one so, who wrote this book. She's the one who wrote this book, and it is beautiful. It's illustrated. He insisted on wearing Yankees baseball jerseys every single day of the week. Wow. And it's it's a treasure. Yeah, what a, what a convincing story for the case of uh, past lives. Well, bringing Robin Cote into the discussion now. Robin, you told me that in exploring past lives, and you know of four of them, Mm -hmm. it was a way to help clean up your karmic file, which I find fascinating. Would you share that with us? Well, you and I both have had similar experiences in this lifetime with attracting toxic partners and going through the healing process and learning who we are and figuring out that we're part of the problem, so we heal ourselves. But then again, years down the road, we find ourselves in yet another toxic partnership. And it doesn't make sense because of all the work we've done. And after having gone through an 11-year very toxic marriage and end, I had one of my first past life regressions. And it was very eye-opening because it showed me that I had to go through that relationship in this lifetime in order to complete the karmic profile that had been set up for me from a prior life. And if you want me to go further, I can tell you about the... I think we would all uh, like to the hear adventure. more. Yes, if you don't mind. In that past life regression, it was revealed that the last gentleman I was married to that I've been divorced now for eight years, he was my husband in a prior life, which was just the last one. And um, the vision that I saw during this past life regression, I was sitting in my living room and it was a cul-de-sac home. It was in California on a rainy day. We were arguing, and he had me in tears, blaming me for not being able to have children. He was a devout Catholic. His family wanted him to have children, and I just wasn't the woman he wanted or needed anymore, so he was leaving me. And as he proceeded to leave, My tears were streaming down my face. I sat in the entryway on a chair in front of a mirror, looking out the front window, seeing the rain coming down, and I took my own life. I slashed my wrist with razor blades, and I bled out in my entryway of my home. Oh, gosh, Robin. That must have been powerful and deeply hurtful when you learned this. It was interesting because I didn't feel the pain of it, It was like standing outside of my body watching a movie, but I recognized him. He looked almost the same. Oh my gosh. I looked slightly different. I was a brunette with darker eyes, but I just knew it was him. And you had asked me when we talked about this originally, Mm -hmm. how did I know that it was California? How did I know everything? I could Mm -hmm. see out the window and the license plates on the cars said California. 
So I was given a vision of all of this. And the crazy thing is, in this lifetime, when I ran into him, I couldn't have children. I made that choice because of losing a child in this lifetime. And here's the other thing. He was actually born in California on this life go around. So, so many things checked the boxes and it made sense why I had to go through that again with him in this lifetime. And there were times when I was so, I can't really say depressed, but it kind of felt like it being married to him, being trapped in that atmosphere, very toxic. Um, just everyday living with him was not healthy. And in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, well, you know, suicide. But then, then the, the brain takes over and says, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. You know better than that. So I think just by the people I've talked to after all this happened, I had to go through it again and this time not take my life because I had to beat, like they say, you have to beat that. You have to learn from it. You can't keep repeating the same cycles because you're going to end up back in that same cycle again. So knowing you and what a strong, outspoken and, and really an open book that you are, it's so it's hard to imagine and it's amazing where you've come from. It's hard to imagine you being in that state, that vulnerable state, that desperate state, and then where you are today. And do you think some of this insight has helped make you stronger? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because it explains everything. You, you're in a battle with yourself. You do so much work because having the childhood that I did, that was tough enough to survive. And then having all those incidences in my 20s going into my 30s, they make you who you are. You either let life take a hold of you and destroy you or you take a hold of life and you learn from those lessons that you're supposed to be learning. I mean, it's, it's not what happens to us. It's what happens for us because it is all part of the learning process. And, you know, I wish, I wish these things had been revealed to me a lot earlier in my life because it probably would have made a huge difference for me. Yeah, probably so. Rosemary, I'd like to bring you in and, and talk to Robin a little bit about some of the insights that she has learned about herself and, and what you're seeing as a hypnotherapist. Discoveries like this do happen. And that's the beauty of past life regression therapy is it helps us get insights into previous lessons, previous patterns, previous things that we maybe succeeded in learning all about or that we needed more about. Okay. Uh, past life regressions experiences really do vary, but they can be like a literal movie. Like I'm hearing that you, experienced and saw, Robin. Mm -hmm. Well, Rosemary, you have some interesting stories as well. And one was about a married couple. And uh, this couple came to you separately as different clients. And uh, they, they learned that they were both knew each other before. Can you tell us that story? This is really a beautiful one. So I was seeing a young gentleman, um, late 30s. And he was so in love with his wife, but he says, I just feel we were together before. And so he wanted a past life regression to understand more about his life and his relationship with his wife. So he, another quality he has in this life is he adores her and he loves providing for her generously and for their two children. In his past life regression, he learned that he, they lived together. She was his wife before. 
in a historic little home in the Midwest. He was also a banker. As he thought about this home, he remembers that in this life, right after they were married, he and his wife walked into a home in California, a historic small home. She walked in and she said, this is it, we have to buy this house. And he realized now that she was remembering the home they were so happy in, in the Midwest. Oh my gosh. And he was as well. He also began to embrace more, some questions he'd had about his pattern in banking. He says, well, I was a good, good in banking then, and I'm good now. And building his confidence in his career, in his present career. It's truly a love story over two or even more lives as we may yet discover. Wow, really beautiful. Yeah, so there's no telling what might show up. I know that hypnotherapists like yourself, Rosemary, help people learn about their past lives through past life regression therapy. So I'm going to ask you to please explain that to us and, and how you get into that. How does that process work? Thank you. So past life regression therapy is a profound, profound hypnosis process. The client is guided into a very relaxed state of mind and body. Their conscious mind is still awake, but they're profoundly relaxed. They're not asleep. They, there's no mind control. They can come out of it whenever they want. But then the facilitator guides them into what in my process called the blue mist and over a horizon and then guides them to descend to the earth. During this, they give information. They learn what clothes they were wearing, what country they were in or what continent, what period of time it was. They see people they had relationships with they're guided to move to a challenging period in this time, a difficult time, and examine it. They, they then have a go all the way to the time of their passing. They learn how they died, who was there, and what was said. What were their last words? It's a very beautiful experience, even when it's a difficult one. And I'll just share that one of my past life regressions, I was in Europe. I was an equestrian woman and speaking out for whatever the political passion I had was. But um, I was captured and I was burned at the stake. Oh, wow. So we do learn about things that are difficult sometimes, but yet they go, well, wow, what am I now? A passionate woman helping people get their voice, be heard, and have their freedoms. You just gave me chills. Rosemary, that is a beautiful insight uh, from a, such a tragic uh, beginning, past life. Um, just amazing. Thank you for sharing that with us. According to Pew, the Pew Research Center, 33% of Americans, including 29% of Christians, believe in reincarnation and some 10% report being able to recall their own past lives. So my question is, do you have to already believe in reincarnation for past life regression therapy to work? Uh, I'll ask that of both of you. Rosemary? 
Even if someone does not believe in past lives or is unsure as many people are, um, or you may already know or feel or sense you've had a past life or recognizing people. Um, even reviewing memories in trance can assist them in understanding the challenges they face today, whether they consider it a past life or not. This helps them solve health problems. They look for issues in their current life, understanding patterns, talents, uh, talents and challenges they face, uh, clearing fears and phobias, and learning what people are in my life now. Oh, I saw them before. With two-thirds of the world population actually believing in past lives, many people want to know more about their soul's journey. And just to be clear, Cleopatra has already been determined. <laughs> Well, that's too bad. <laughs> I'm sure many of us have thought maybe we were Cleopatra at some point. Uh, Rosemary, thank you for that. Uh, I wanted to ask that of you too, Robin. Did you have an open mind when you first went into past life regression therapy? Absolutely. I mean, I grew up in a household where my father would talk about Edgar Casey reincarnation and psychic abilities. Apparently, my grandmother had some of these psychic abilities in the family. So it wasn't a closed off subject and he would just talk openly. So I've always had an open mind to it because I mean, there's so much out there in the universe that we don't even know about. Right. So I mean, it's why close your mind off to something you don't even know if it exists or not. Why not give it a try? Well, I think that's really interesting what, Ro what uh, Rosemary just told us that two thirds of the world believes in reincarnation. So it's a very, it's a very old world belief. It sounds like. Yeah, and, and, and Robin, I know in your life, and especially through your podcast, you're very real, you're very open, you're very candid about things that have happened to you and lessons that you've learned. And your podcast is, uh, by the way, it's called Get Real with Robin, and it's, it's perfectly titled. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, you shared with me when we were talking earlier more about the in-between space. And that in-between space, as you explained it, as I understand it, is that space between lives. And uh, sometimes there's perhaps a conversation or a choice, or this is what I've been told, and I believe what you shared with me as well. So tell us more about this in-between life that you've experienced. I've uh, kind of called it the soul realm because I don't know how else to call it. And um, in one of my past life regressions, I was there, and it was dark all around me, and I was standing next to a gentleman by the name of Michael. I don't know exactly who this is. I don't recognize him. And we're having this conversation. He's shining a light down here on planet Earth and showing me the family I was born into in this lifetime. And you can remember looking down and seeing this. Yeah, it was just, it was like all darkness and it's like this theater spotlight down on this family. So I saw my father, my mother, and my infant brother at the time. And I was having a discussion that turned into an argument. And I told Michael, I don't wanna be born into this family. I don't want to go into this family. And he goes, you have to. Now, mind you, this was the life I had just committed suicide from. Wow. And I'm in this soul realm with Michael having this discussion. And he goes, you have to go down there and be with her because you're going to be the replacement for the daughter she gave away. Oh, my gosh. And I did not want to go. And I'm not really sure why I didn't want to go. But boy, let me tell you, now at the age of 55, <sighs> 
I wish I could have put that free will into exercise and not <laughs> gone into this family, but I kind of understand why I had to. Okay, and you talk about uh, generational curses. Can you explain what, what that is and what you felt was your, your job? My when, purpose. Yeah. Um, generational curses are basically families that deal with alcoholism, uh, drug addiction, child abuse, sexual abuse. A lot of times you'll have, um, back in generations before, they would never talk about these problems. They were always swept under the rug. Sure. So if you're growing up in a family where you're used to being beat up by an alcoholic parent, a good portion of the time you're going to grow up to be an alcoholic person who's beating up your children because you're, you're still continuing that generational cycle. It becomes something you're so used to. It's almost subconsciously what you're doing because that's what, how you were used to being treated as a child. But it is our job as adults. It's our responsibility to change that. And when I was married to my son's father, I experienced a lot of abuse. I went out with him when I was a teenager. So I experienced not just sexual abuse from him, a little bit of physical abuse, but more emotional abuse. And he was raised in a family of alcoholics who used to beat him up. So he thought this was normal that he, sure. he could treat me that way because this is what he was used to. And even in my own family, having dealt with, and I didn't know this for a number of years, but having dealt with my own molestation as a child from my father, you don't understand a lot of that. You don't even know that it's there till you're a lot older and you start breaking down and working through this. But as an adult now, I understand it a lot more. And I decided, I mean, I had my son when I was 17, okay? Let's, it, it wasn't the easiest decision to ever make, but it wasn't the hardest either. And I decided when I had that kid, he would never felt what I felt growing up. I felt like an orphan, even though both of my parents were in the house with us. And all my friends are like, you're lucky to have both your parents there. My parents are divorced and I go through two different houses. Those kids got more love than I did. My mother never showed me any type of love, which tries to get me, I'm trying to understand in that soul realm why he would say that I came down here to replace the baby she gave away. You would think that if a mother loses a child by being forced to put that child up for adoption, that the next daughter she had, she would love that baby like crazy. But my mother and I don't have a bond. We never have. Maybe that was an opportunity for her that was placed before her, and you have a choice how right. you want to respond. Right, yeah. but... You know, they always say that we're given the parents that we needed to have. So by being able to break the cycle, even though I didn't understand that there was a cycle that needed to be broken, I just said, I'm not going to be that kind of a parent to my child. So you did break it without fully understanding what was happening. And you see it as your children get older and you'll see it as they become parents to their own children. And I am so grateful I have a 37-year-old son and a 9- and 10-year-old grandkids that mm. they just absolutely adore him. And he is just the best father in the world. And it just lights my heart up to see that because while you're in the middle of raising your children, even though you're trying to break those generational curses and cycles, you don't know if you really are. You're just doing what you think is best. Yeah. And I always had him with me everywhere I went. We did things together. And it was just an interesting life for him growing up because, again, his dad jumped out after he was two and a half years old. He didn't have a dad. So mm -hmm. the greatest gift I have is my son calls me as Matt, his mom and dad. <laughs> I haven't heard that before. That's so dear. 
Well, it sounds like you did your job. Good job, Robin. And our job too, as we, as we get older, when we learn all of this stuff, we have to share this. We have to help other people. Sure. It's not necessarily that we become somebody who can go out there and do all these things to help others. I've learned trying to be a life coach is not for me, mm-hmm. but writing and putting things out there to relate to what others have gone through and to shed light on those dark topics. That's why we have to do this. Yeah, I think that's so important for people to realize that they aren't alone, that other people have been in the depths of this darkness and Mm -hmm. have gotten through it. So by reading your book, and I'll just uh, put it out there, um, Soul Stirrings is such a powerful book. If you get a chance, uh, look for it, and we'll have some information about that shortly. But that is a page turner, and it really does address so many issues that I think people feel very alone when they're going through this depression and confusion mm-hmm. and, and difficult decisions. And so, you know, that, that's the biggest message is you're not alone. Here's one way to get through it. Here's how I got through it. And our situations may not always be exactly the same, but we've all been through those tough things in life. And if someone else has been there, then, you know, that's why peer-to-peer counseling or peer-to-peer talking and group therapies, whatever you want to call it, even if it's just jumping on someone's webpage and having a discussion, the peer-to-peer type of counseling or mentoring is so important because then you can share with somebody, hey, I've been through the depths of hell and I'm giving you a hand so that you don't have to stay there because no one, no one has to stay there. No one does. And, and I've been through a lot in this lifetime but I'm still standing, and I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> you, you are a, a strong warrior woman, warrior princess. It's so good to know you, and it must just fill your heart every time you see your son and your grandchildren. It does. He, he's, he's shown me that cycles can be broken, yeah. no matter how difficult life is. And, you know, I've, I've often heard people say that single parents don't understand things, and that it's better that a child comes from a two-parent household. If it's a toxic environment, that's not the best place for kids to grow up in because you're teaching them that they can tolerate that type of behavior Mm. from someone else as opposed to teaching our children that they're worthy of love and they're worthy of everything good in this world. Mm, Well said, my friend, well said. Rosemary, do you have any insights about this in-between space that has been so powerful in in Robin's life. Yes, the in-between space is is where we meet our soul family, an incredible group of spirits that support us. We also then have a soul review of the previous life. There's a library there where you can go and study and learn the things you need to help in your coming incarnation more information about how to learn your life lessons. It's a beautiful space. And from what I understand, we do look down and choose our family. I've heard that as well. Is there such a thing as a bad experience, Rosemary, if you go into this uh, regression therapy? Are there risks? Can people get stuck? I guess that would be one of my fears. Can you get stuck in a bad experience or a traumatic event, can you feel the same kind of pain that you may have experienced in the past? That's a good question. First of all, in any trance, you cannot get stuck in it. You can come out whenever you want. At the beginning of the sessions I give, 
I offer and surround the client in a beautiful protective cocoon of light, allowing only goodness into this session. Now rest assured, you will not recall everything your subconscious mind may have for you to recall. Previous life traumas can be recalled. The, the time and cause of death can be revealed. Um, for traumas, if the client is right in it, as I was, I was a parent when my young eight-year-old son was run over by a horse and wagon in the street. Oh. I was sobbing in the uh, the re the memories, and the person guiding me guided me to come up out of my body and look down at the event so that I could still learn about it, but not be traumatized from it. So viewing it from above often helps. Well, it sounds like having a good guide, a, an experienced professional clinical hypnotherapist to guide you in and out of these experiences safely is key. Yes, indeed. Well, Robin, your first past life regression therapy happened six years ago, mm -hmm. six years ago. And uh, that seems like it's answered a lot of questions for you and explained a lot of hardships that you've had to go through. Uh, is there a part of you that wishes this had happened sooner? I think you alluded to that. But mm -hmm. when you think about all the things that you've done and, and the person that you are because of all these experiences, would you have chosen to learn this 20 years ago and not have to have gone through some of it? I don't know if it would have made any sense, though, if I think about it now, because I was only, you know, 20 years ago, you're looking at, um, what, 20, 2000, something or other, 2022, or 2000, I'm losing, 2002. <laughs> I met that last husband in 2003. So I don't think that past life would have, that regression would have made a difference because he hadn't come into my life at that point. I got that past life regression after the fact, which made a lot of sense. But some of those things probably would have geared me in a different direction. Probably so. And yeah. I would have paid attention a little bit more to the red flags instead of, you know, I here's the thing about it, though. You learn those patterns like what she's talking about. And I felt really terrible because I lost the love of my life in 2001. And we were only together 17 months. So that one really hurt. Wow. And then it's when hurt. I met the last husband, that's where I made my mistake because a year together... He lied and lied, and I broke up with him. And then my heart said, "No, you got to take him back. You've you've lost out on the greatest love of your life. You can't lose this love that you have." So I went against my gut. Mm. I went with my heart, mm -hmm. and I took him back. We ended up getting married, and it was probably the worst nine and a half year marriage I ever had, just because I had to go through so much, and I would beat myself up. And it's like, well. How how did I draw this to me? But I don't know if it would have made a difference back then. But again, if I had different type of regression done with the other lives that I saw, maybe the in-between, the in-between would have really solved a lot. Because then the situation that I have with my parents, I probably would have learned a lot more and known how to handle things instead of having to go through another 10 to 15 years of the abuse with them, and then finally just getting to the point of saying, enough is enough. I am standing up. I am using my voice, and we're not going to tolerate this anymore. So in that case, it probably would have helped with the situation with my upbringing. You know, you touched on something that I wanted to bring up, and Rosemary, 
we've talked about this, that uh, forgiveness of ourselves and of others seems to be a common theme through this past life regression therapy. Yes. When we review a previous life in the way I guide my clients is to look at wrongs that have been done, our feelings about them. And then we can be given the opportunity, looking back through it, would you like to forgive this person and be free, mm. realizing that forgiveness is entirely for our own soul. It's a beautiful process so and true. clears things and helps clear patterns. Well, Rosemary, helping people heal has been your career and your calling, first as a nurse for more than 40 years, and then you delve deeper into healing the subconscious mind. Why did you choose that path? Great question. 30 years ago, as I was recovering from a narcissistic marriage and from then realizing I had severe incest abuse issues as a child from my family of origin that I had blocked, I sought help and I was helped by a hypnotherapist. She taught me tools to live by, and I began using them year after year after year. And I began sharing them sometimes with my patients or my students, helping them relax, sleep better, get rid of, of nightmares. And one, so just three years ago, as I was groggy in the morning, a voice, my intuition, my higher self said to me, you're not supposed to do that nurse job anymore. You're supposed to be a hypnotherapist. <laughs> and and I was half asleep, but I went, what? <laughs> and, I can imagine. And I said, how am I going to make any money doing that? And it answered me, you'll have more clients than you can imagine. Oh, that's nice. And, and that is, so I literally walked in right then, wrote my letter of resignation, cashed out my 401k <laughs> and, and entered a school, research, studied, entered a school, and now several schools completed and certifications now for several years. And I, I, I've always had more clients than I could imagine. Oh, that is such, that's an amazing story. It's a beautiful I, miracle. It's such a testament to listening to our higher self, our intuition. Well, here's a question for both of you. You're both highly intuitive. You both have psychic abilities. You both have experienced encounters with spirits of deceased, of the deceased, people who have passed over. Robin, you've had encounters with uh, spirits of people you've known in this life and also with people you didn't know, mm -hmm. but you've been able to figure out who they were, research yeah. who they were. And as I mentioned in your book, Soul Stirrings, you write about that, which is just incredible, an incredible read. Uh, and, and so I was wondering, Rosemary, does being highly intuitive or psychic help you be open to past lives? Uh, does it help you? Um, Yes, it does. Um, our, our intuition is we access it, access it when we're in a very relaxed state of mind. And, and so it literally can flow. These things, my intuition and my guides, and even one of my children, my son, who has passed on, attend my sessions with my clients. Oh, wow. And 
I literally will be planning a particular process or two. And the thought will come to my mind. No, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to do this. And I'll go, okay. <laughs> so I've just gotten, so I literally trust them. And so then the messages come even more frequently. The more I trust, the more I look for those kind of guides and help. I, I hear you saying trust, and that's the word that jumps out to me. And Robin, I hear you speaking of trusting yourself, trusting your higher power, trusting your intuition. So how does intuition work in your life today? You never ignore your gut instinct. I've, I've often tested it, and it's proved me to be wrong every time that I've second-guessed it. I think it's just, and, and I don't know if, if she feels the same way or if you feel the same way, but I've often thought that our gut instinct, our intuition is actually our soul because of all the experiences that we've encountered through multiple lifetimes part of the Akashic records, I've often believed that our gut instinct is part of that soul connection just because where do we get this stuff? Why, why do we have those feelings that we've been here before? Or, you know, this is scary, don't go in there. Or even those of us who are sensitive to the room with energies, we're always more cautious and we trust what we feel. It's like that, that inner guidance system, but where does that come from? It can't just be something that was born of us this go around. It has to be something we've always carried with us, sort of like a, you know, like a little medallion deep down inside of our body that never fails us. And I'm not sure if you agree with that, Rosemary or Bonnie, but you know, it's kind of one of those things I've always believed that the gut instinct is more of the soul. Do you have a response? I, I entirely concur with you, Robin. Cool that our, our soul is that connection to the divine. Our soul is that connection to our, it, it is our higher self. You know, I often it, think of animals and animals having instincts and they seem to have those from the time that they're born, right? So wouldn't it make sense that we have some sort of instinct that generations before us have bred into us somehow? Yes, indeed. We never talk about it, that's the thing. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, I, I think, um, as we talked about before, that uh, reincarnation and past lives may not have been um, such an odd thing in, in centuries ago, and that that was a natural understanding, and uh, people just went with it. It wasn't, it wasn't something that we're just discovering again. Right. Well, I want to thank you both for being on Zoni Living. Thank you, Rosemary, for your time, your expertise, your insights. And uh, it's really great. Um, you've been on our show before, and we always appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And Robin, I want to thank you for being so open about your life, this life, your past lives, how this knowledge has helped you. And thanks, uh, as always, for being so genuine and authentic. And we uh, can gain so much from that. So thank you thank so Thank you, Bonnie. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, you can read more about past life regression therapy at flagstaffbusinessnews.com and quadcitiesbusinessnews.com. You can find clinical hypnotherapist Rosemary Pell at joyfullifehypnotherapy.com or call 661-238-9154. And you can hear more from Robin Cote on her podcast, Get Real with Robin, and pick up her book. I highly recommend it, Soul Stirrings. You can get that on Amazon, and I believe it's in Barnes & Noble, or you can also visit her website at robincote.com. It's interesting to note that both Rosemary and Robin say they would encourage others to explore their past lives 
because of the aha moments that they've had and the benefits they've gained and seen others gain from this knowledge. This is Zoni Living, Adventure, Leadership, and Business. I'm Bonnie Stevens.